You're listening to the Lima Baptist Temple Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities. If you want to know more about us, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. If you enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. All right, everybody, welcome to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. My name is Ben Anderson, and I'm an associate pastor here at the church. And we have an awesome podcast for this week. I'm excited. I have a special guest with me. Uh, His name is Jeremy Staley. And for the last few weeks, uh, to go along with Pastor Al's uh, sermon series on the prodigal son called Coming Home, we've been taking some time to talk about families and what does a healthy family look like. This is something that Pastor Michael, uh, who's typically sitting here next with me, we've been wrestling with this and talking about it and just striving to be better dads, better leaders, and uh, create a really healthy family uh, for ourselves. But we decided today that we need to bring on somebody who now, maybe a little bit older, a <laughs> little bit wiser, and you know, has a few more kids and all that. So we're going to be talking to Jeremy. But Jeremy, we're glad to have you. Thanks. I'm glad to be here tonight. Yeah, I think we're going to have a great time just kind of talking about what a healthy family looks like, gleaning maybe at least a little <laughs> bit of wisdom uh, from you and Lori and we'll see. <laughs> some things that uh, you have done. But again, welcome. We absolutely love to hear from you guys. So if you guys ever have something you want us to talk about, or just want to let us know something. One of the best ways to do that, head on over to limabaptisttemple.org, go to the Central Hub, click on Contact Us, and we would absolutely love to hear from you. Just make sure we know that you're talking about the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. Well, Jeremy, one of the things that we do every week before I kind of have you introduce yourself <laughs> is, you know, we spend just a little bit of time talking about uh, Pastor Al's, you know, message series. So on Sunday, Pastor Al wrapped up the series on the prodigal son. Um, it was called Coming Home. And he talked about, you know, the shoes of sonship. And it was just all about how we are sons and daughters of the king, not because of the works that we do or good things, but because of grace. Uh, and it was a powerful and it was awesome message. But as you think back on just the whole sermon series, was there anything that really resonated with you or that struck a chord? I think Sunday, the you know, you've heard the story a lot. I mean, we've heard it mm-hmm. growing up, you know, and like I, said, I always have put myself, obviously, kind of into the older son position. Yep. Um, and and it's it's kind of a awakening every time you hear it. Yep. Um, you know, we, you know, grew up in a Christian family, so you know, I've always been, you know, I've, I've done the right thing. I need, and these people who don't, you know, then you always feel. You know, they get away with a lot and like that, right? You're not to say that I don't possibly be the other, the younger son at times too, <laughs> yep. you know, and, and mess up. And the big thing that really jumped out of me, and I've known it, I guess, but the sonship piece, mm. you know, yep. um, that younger son, you know, he's going to come back and be a servant. I mean, that was his idea. But, you know, sonship is a position, you know, it's not a it's not something that you have to earn. I mean, he was a son. So just because he was willing to come back to be the servant, you know, that nothing we can do takes us away from, you know, being a son or a daughter. Um, I I really, I mean, I jumped out of me differently for some reason. Listening to this time is like, 
you know, you once, you know, I become a child of God. I mean, it's not what I do. It's who I am. I mean, that's whose yeah. I am, you yeah. know, basically. And uh, I said, that would probably be the biggest thing. And just again, thinking about the father, you know, obviously that's kind of what we're talking about a little bit tonight, probably. Um, just realizing, I guess, go back to the older son. Because this is the thing I didn't realize before is how much he did get. Yeah. You know, I mean, Pastor Al really did a good job of saying, you know, pointing it out because I hadn't ever realized yeah. that. You know, he had a double por- portion more than likely. Yeah. Um, he is there all the time, and and he's been getting the blessings from the father. You know, the whole time. You know, the yeah. younger son, yeah, might be in away and doing his thing. You know, the older son was getting those blessings. Yep, and he had gotten. Yeah. But you know, and like I said, often you know I've put myself in that older son position. And, you know, realized, you know, we're just as wrong as the as the younger son a lot of times, you know, taking, hmm. not realizing the blessings that we get the whole time that we're doing the things that we're supposed to be doing. Correct. Um, yeah, I loved how Pastor pointed that out, too, because I had never quite looked at it from that perspective of, hey, you know, that older son, he did get, you know. But don't we that. often, you know, I don't, you know, why don't I get this? Yeah. Well, we do get this. You know, we yeah. have all the blessings that we just... We tend to look past, you know, the blessings we have in our lives because once you have it, you don't realize what you're getting. Um, So that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's just a great reminder on sonship, and you know, there's literally nothing that we can do, you know, or there's nothing that we you know can't do to where God's going to love us any more or any less. So it's just a really good, really really great reminder. Uh, But Jeremy, the primary reason (laughs) you are here sitting at this table and you know, we're going to have a conversation on, you know, just families. You know, what does it look like to have, have a healthy family? And we're going to, I'm going to ask you a few questions and we're just going to have a good time over the next <laughs> few minutes. And, you know, I'll be taking some notes here and kind of putting some nuggets in the back of my head to use as my kids uh, get a little bit older. Uh, but Jeremy, why don't we kind of let people know just a little bit who you are, maybe what you do, your family, how many kids, that sort of thing. Let's So let's kind of set the stage for those that are listening and those that are watching just so they can kind of have a better and broader perspective as, you know, you respond <laughs> to some of these questions. Uh, besides, we know you're a son of God. I'm a son you of answer God. that already. That's right. Uh, okay, so just so you understand the perspective that I'm coming from, I guess, in tonight. Yeah. All right, so those of you who don't know me or my story a little bit, um, I'm married to Lori. Uh, we met in college and we've been married. We'll be 24 years this wow. summer. Um, I have, we have, we have, uh, seven daughters. Only seven? Only seven daughters. <laughs> uh, the oldest one will be 21 here soon. Currently I have a 20 year old, two 19 year olds, two 18 year olds, 14 year old, Hopefully that's right. And a, and a, a six <laughs> Lori year, will be texting you. Yeah, I know. Yes, she will. <laughs> uh, and a six-year-old, you know, she's soon going to be seven. She thinks she's, you know, 14 or 15 already as well. So that's kind of uh, who we are. Um, so we had a lot of kids real real quick, real close together, um, which will also impact, I guess, some of my experience and my perspectives. Yep. Obviously, being all girls, um, you know, I don't have a lot of nuggets of wisdom for those that have boys. Yep. Um, I have some comments for those who have boys right now. <laughs> things it, that you'd wish they would instill. Things in that there. I wish they would have done or still will do. I still have yeah. young ones coming, so I'm. Yep. There's time to 
to to learn and teach them well now. We have uh, the whole time my kids have been uh, school age, we've homeschooled them. Okay. Uh, Lori's been very fortunate to been able to work from home uh, and uh, school them. And at this point, you know, I've loved that. We kind of went on that from a step by step, you know, if year by year, if we were going to continue. And now that I have, well, four and five are going to graduate. You know, they're both actually done, I think, with school at this point pretty pretty much. But they'll both graduate. So I only have two left actually in school. That's crazy to think at this point. Yeah. Well, I think the question that everybody is thinking in their heads right now is, what's the secret to father all girls and that many? <laughs> Hobbies. Work. Hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, own, I own a company or a partner in a company. So I, I do have a lot of work. Um, keep busy that way. But again, you know, you have you have to be home. Yep. Uh, you have to learn to plug your ears. Uh, we have a lot of noise <laughs> in my house, and you know, people come and and they it's it's noisy. And I'm it's sure it's a bit chaotic. Been. It's a bit chaotic, and there's never only been seven kids. I've always had lots of friends, you know, yep. lots of other little girls around. So you can imagine, yep. you know, sleepovers always. Yeah. Uh, whether they're there or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, you kind of mentioned on a word that Michael and I have been talking a little bit about over the last few weeks, and that's, you know, kind of the word busy. And uh, one of the things that Pastor Michael and I have been wrestling with is, you know, in American culture today, you know, it appears that many families are just falling victim to the busyness and just kind of the go, go, go. And it's something that's, you know, really hard to kind of stand firm to make that time to spend with our families. But what are some of the things that you and Lori do to make sure that your family is, you know, spending time together? The biggest thing I think we've done clear from the beginning was involve them in everything that we do. It's hard to keep from being busy. Yep. Uh, lots of things we've been involved in, in ministry and organizations and everything else. So, you can't really get away from it necessarily. Try and prioritize and structure it so you can have that time away. But everything we've done, we've tried to involve the, the kids in, allow them to help, mm. uh, to do, yep. uh, provide them opportunities to be with us. You know, now now that they're a little older, it would be interesting to ask, I guess, to see <laughs> if they like that or not. Yeah. Because uh, probably depends on the day. Because <laughs> we're always together. Now, like, again, with the. With them home being homeschooled, we were together a lot, uh, yep. especially you know Lori and the girls. Early um, on. But like I said, I, I involved them even into my my business. I mean, I'd bring them in to help clean and and do things yeah. you know at the office. Uh, but like I said, that's that's the biggest piece. I think you can't totally get away from the busyness, but at the same time, you know, if you're always together and and doing the things together, I think that helps to you know. I could be busy without them, you know, try to be busy with them, I guess would be my answer. Yeah. And I think that's a good tip. I know, you know, Sarah and I find ourselves in the same boat. You know, we don't have near the number of children uh, <laughs> that you do. And ours tend to be younger. But, you know, whether it's at the bakery or here at church, you know, sometimes you're just hanging out, seeing what we do and, you know, kind of along for the ride. So, But you have to get that time apart then as yep. well from other things, you know, that alone time, I guess, with just the family at home um, away from other activities. Yep. Uh, that's important. So you have kids that are quite, you know, pretty broad range right now. 
Uh, but at kind of the different stages, you know, when your kids were younger to, you know, when they were older and you kind of ask, well, hey, you know, we could get them up here and ask them, you know, do they appreciate that? But did that look different at those different stages? Maybe especially when they were younger versus, you know, middle school, high school. Well, I've always been involved with everything we've done. We've, yep. we've drug them everywhere. Uh, we've not. Lori's did really well right from the get go uh, with the, even the first our first one, she just went everywhere with us. We didn't really change life much uh, with number one. We went out with her friends, and she came along with us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you know the other two came along pretty quick there too, and she Lori did a wonderful job. You know she didn't stay at home, didn't lock up, and become just a, a stay at home mom. They went to the store. Yeah. And you could imagine you know Lori with you know especially with the second set of twins. <laughs> You know, she'd go and everybody, you know, the three of them that could actually walk, they'd hang on to the cart. Yeah. Or one of the carts, because a lot of times she had two carts. And then she'd be pushing the, the, the new babies in the cart and, you know, she'd be very stern. You know, don't let go of this cart. Yeah. You know, so she, she took them all. So, I mean, I, a, lot of, a lot of, you know, props go to her because, hmm. you know, she's done, she's done most of the heavy lifting through most of this. I'm just back there to help support her. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah, our wives, they help keep us, you know, sane and they do a lot for our families to, to keep us on track for sure. I may have been her sanity because I come <laughs> home and she's like, I need adult conversation, you know, after. You then know, you tell her about all the cool alarm systems you installed during the day. Yeah. She'd tell you about, you know, tell me about your day. Yeah, she want, she'd want me to tell her about it my day because she needed somebody to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I did not have that question in here, but how do you, how do you and Lori make you know, time for each other. So Michael and I talked about a statistic, I believe it was last week on our podcast, where the average husband and wife talk to each other for about four minutes per day. Like that's the average. So obviously there's some that are better than that and, you know, others that are worse. But what are some of the things that you do to... I can imagine what Lori's thinking right now. She's yeah. like, oh, if he only had to listen to me four minutes a day. <laughs> uh, no, we, we, we talk a lot. Um, yeah. Early on, I was going to talk later and I maybe go back to it, but you know, I've really pushed hard to keep us, her and I, you know, mm. our our relationship. Yep. Uh, like I said, she's she's raised the kids pretty much, you know, because I'm not there a lot. So my focus has been keeping her and I connected. Mm. You know, I said one of these days, and it's coming sooner than we'll think. You know, they'll be gone, and you know, we'll be left just the two of us again. Yeah. So we've worked very hard early on. You know, we stayed up late. I mean, she was not a night owl. I mean, I, I'm a night owl, you know, I mean, two o'clock. So you're just getting started tonight. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, she gets she gets upset because I'll, I'll start a project at six, seven o'clock at night, you know, and she knows, you know, he's not stopping until, you know, after midnight. Yeah. But we would put the kids to bed and we would spend, you know, hours, whether that's sitting, talking, sitting, watching TV, hmm. you know, eating supper, yeah. you know, at 10 o'clock at night, yeah. you know, just that's the two huge. of us. So like you said, we're not your typical four minute per day. Yeah. You know, some days I could be excited about that, yeah. <laughs> but she, she needs, she needs that time talking. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think that's good for us younger families to hear, especially when it comes to our spouses, make sure we're taking that time, even if it's night and we're tired and whether it's playing games or catch, watching a movie, just making sure you're hanging out together. She, she enjoys her shoulders rubbed and I enjoy my feet <laughs> rubbed. So we have a nice setup. She sits yeah. in front of me and I can, I do that and she yeah. does that and it's yeah. beneficial. Yep. <laughs> I hear you. You know, one of the things that I have noticed just about your family, and granted, you know, I mostly see you, you know, in the church setting and, you know, maybe at a few trade shows here and there, 
But it seems like your family enjoys spending time together, at least most of the time. And we kind of touched base on this a little bit. But how are you building that just into the culture of your family? What are some of the things that you're doing? And I think this kind of ties into the question we just talked about, how, you know, they're just with you a lot and you try to bring them along on the different activities, whether it's a work thing or something here at church or but what are some things you're intentionally doing to build that culture where, you know, your kids are committed to each other and they just enjoy being together? You threaten them. Okay. Make sure that you look good. <laughs> no, they, we, I guess we've spent a lot of time together. Yeah. Um, they are not always as kind and loving to each other as what it may <laughs> appear. Uh, Lori and I have stressed, you know, the world's going to tear you down. All right, they're gonna tear each of you down. You guys got to be each other's back. Hmm. You know, when you're out outside really the house, good. especially, you know, you fight for your brother, your your sister, your 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 family. Uh, when you're in the house, you know that's <laughs> that can be a different story sometimes. And they do mostly get along pretty well. Yeah, uh, different ones have different relationships, and that's changed over years. Yeah, you know, one set of twins, you know, were inseparable, and and one set has bounced back and forth between that. And so it's kind of interesting as, like I said, as ages, ages change, you know, different girls kind of go toward one another. Yep. And I mean, it's helped build a a strong, I think family that way. And with a big family, sometimes you're afraid to be missing because everybody else is there. So you don't know what you're going to miss. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and you're going to be the one talking about it. You're missing out. (laughs) So you're going to, you're going to be, yeah, the one missing out. So that, that has helped, I think, a little bit to create that. You know, and I'm from a big family, so just it's more exciting um, yeah. when you have a lot of people, and you know, nobody wants to miss a party, and it's kind of like that all the time. Yeah, it's one big party. <laughs> it's all. Just one big party. <laughs> no, that's really good, and I think that's uh, great advice. This next question, I you know, I think you could say is you know probably you know the most important one we'll talk about tonight. But how have you and Lori? You know, just taught your kids that their significance is rooted in Jesus, uh, you know, and not something else. And kind of how did that look at, you know, the different ages? So, you know, Pastor Michael and I were, you know, we have young kids, you know, ranging from, you know, just under two or over one, you know, to six and it's young. And sometimes it just feels like, you know, you're not really getting anywhere. But, you know, what are some of the things that you did to you know, helping their relationship with Jesus and that their significance is there. We've always stressed, you know, being you know, in, the, in the word, obviously. You, um, you think all the girls, you know, spend time reading their Bibles, you know, doing mm-hmm. devotions. We haven't done a ton as a family, you know, as a group, but individually, you know, they all have done that. Yeah. Both before they got into school and then through school, that kind of helped help keep them in the word. Yeah. Uh, which obviously that, you know, Jesus himself is going to help push that. We've stressed hard that anything you do, you're, you know, is not what you do or, or, or who you are. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's who you are. Yeah. And everything you do, whether it's religious or not, you should be doing this, you know, for Christ. You know, do your yeah. best. Um, don't, you know, don't, you know, slack off. Don't, don't do it halfway. If you're going to do mm-hmm. something, do it right. And I think uh, looking through all the girls, I mean, that has really been a thing. You know, everything you're doing, you're an example to others about Christ. So it's not just representing, you know, our family. You're it's more than that. It's representing, you know, 
you know, Jesus Christ and who we want to be, hmm. you know, for him, I guess. Yep. Well, I think, I think people see that too. I know, you know, I've worked with a few of your kids on the first impressions team and, you know, at the bakery and your kids just, they have a great work ethic um, and they work hard and it's cool to see your kids, you know, still playing an active role in the ministry, you know, at the church or outside of the church and just serving people. And I think it's a testament to, you know, some of those things that you just talked about and, you know, how you and Lori are trying to instill that and encourage, you know, their personal relationship uh, with Jesus. Uh, so that's really cool to see. And it's encouraging, you know, for us parents, you know, that, it, you know, it's just the consistency of it. You know, a lot of times, you know, I don't know about you, but I like to find that magic silver bullet, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you do this, it's all going to you know, work out. But I, you know, what I heard you saying was just a lot of the consistency and, you know, spending time in the word and, you know, pointing them back to their personal walk with Jesus. And another thing would be pushing them to do, yep. to do things, you yep. know, they, you know, all their friends, I think would tell, or they say to all their friends, you know, I would, all they do is ever work. You know, that's, hmm. I hear that a lot. You know, we come home and it's time to clean. It's time to do this. Well, if you guys wouldn't make a mess, you wouldn't have to clean all the time. <laughs> Um, but like I said, they you had responsibilities they had to accomplish. Uh, obviously, with that many people in the house, there was always things to be done. Laundry never stops. Hmm. You know, bathrooms need cleaned constantly. Um, so, like I said, making sure that they all have those responsibilities is, is very important. I think to give them that yep. that work ethic, uh, not to. You know, don't get me wrong. I've got some that are more lazy than others. <laughs> uh, I've got some who are workers. Uh, and, you know, if we leave the house and I knew who's home, I'll know how the house you know, will be when look. we come home, <laughs> whether it'll be clean or not so clean. Yep. Um, and they know who they are. <laughs> yep. So I'm not looking forward to when those go away. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, that's good. So I don't think I uh, prepped you with this question, but, you know, our mission here at the church is go serve and love. Um, but that's also the mission of a follower of Jesus. You know, we're called to go and uh, live out the Great Commission and get out of our comfort zone, serve, you know, people all well, you know, loving people and growing in our love for God and love for others and, you know, love for those outside of the church. But how would you say, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, but maybe expand on it a little bit more, but how have you taught your kids to actively live out their faith actively? I guess is the question I'm trying to say. I would go back to, you know, obviously we're trying to lead by example. Mm. Uh, we've been in, involved ever since we were married. I mean, we got married in August and I think we started, you know, back uh, in the in the junior high group, well, the end of August or beginning of September that year. Yeah, wow. Uh, as, as just help back there. Kept the kids, even like I said, when they were born, they were, they were part of our ministry you know, that we did, that we did. Uh, they've grown up doing that. And I think they've seen, hopefully they've seen in us, our desire to be servants and to do, you know, they've seen the good and the bad, that side. I mean, obviously you try and hide a lot of the bad if you can, but they're going to, yeah. they're going to see some of that one way <laughs> or the other, but seeing how we've, you know, fought through that and, and worked through things that have come and gone, you know, challenges and whatnot. But then keep them involved, and then give them opportunities. Yep. Um, and and being part of this church, I mean, like you said, I mean, you've worked with some of them in areas. They want to get involved. They want yep. to do things. Um, the old adage: if you enjoy what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. 
<laughs> uh, I've tried to teach them, you know, just because you have to do work doesn't mean that it's bad. bad you know, that, that yep. can be still be good. Um, do it with a good attitude. I mean, you have to do it one way or the other. You might as well have fun at it. Then, you know, you know, begrudgingly do it. And they've taken the opportunities. And like I said, you know, the church has given a lot of opportunities for them to even, you know, serve alongside us and then serve, you know, even beyond us. Hmm. Um, like I said, I think all of them, uh, that have been old, that are old enough have served in other children's ministries as soon as they <laughs> are yep. age that they can do that. <laughs> uh, and then even, some of the kids through some of their classes have opportunities and, you know, the teachers have given them to not necessarily, you know, teach, but to be some sort of leadership in their own classes. And I guess I'd like to take credit for all that. I mean, some of that is just, you know, them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think the lead by example is huge. I even noticed this, you know, with my kids, it's just how young they really start just emulating you in doing what you do. That's scary. And if, yeah, it is scary. <laughs> They're like, oh, dad just slammed the cabinet uh, door or dad just, you know, stomped out, the, whatever it is, you know, just they pick up on those things. But making sure they're picking up the right things and they see us, you know, praying together as a family. They see us serving in the church. They see us, you know, talking to our neighbors and loving on people. And I think that's huge. So the last question uh, that I have for you, and then, you know, if you have anything else you want to add is, if you and Lori could give one piece of advice to young families, young moms out there, young dads, but kind of young families as a whole, what would that be? I think our biggest piece of advice would be, you know, be united, I mean, together. I mean, you have, I mean, this... You know, obviously there's some single parents who this would be more difficult for, but I mean, as a, as a couple, you need to, you need to fight the battle together, yep. <laughs> you know, and, and it is that, wow. and you know, it's a learning experience. Unfortunately, there's not a, you know, a manual that comes home with them from the hospital, um, fully that tells you exactly what to do. So you really have to, I think, make sure you work together as a team. And that doesn't mean you're always going to agree. Uh, I would try and keep those disagreements behind closed doors as much as possible so that, you know, that the children see a united front. Hmm. Um, like the kids and you know, my kids know if they're asking for something, they know who to go to to ask for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it depends on what it is that they're asking. Yeah. You know, sometimes uh, they'll ask me, sometimes they'll ask her. They know who would be more likely to say yes. Um, my youngest the other night wanted some ice cream. She didn't come to me because she, <laughs> she knew how to say no. Um, so like I said, but being united and trying to make sure that they see, you know, my goal, our goal, I want them to see a, a loving couple. I want mm. to have them have a good example of yep. what a marriage, you know, should be, what parents mm. should be like. Um, my, you know, like I said, right now I'm looking at potentially four weddings in the next year. Wow. And, you know, each of them, as they were, you know, meeting some of these gentlemen, you know, I pointed out a lot of flaws. I said, listen, you know, and, until you guys are married, I'm going to point out all the things that I see negative. I said, I want you to have critical thoughts toward this. Um, I hopefully you've seen a good example in us uh, and what you want in your future husband. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, you know, We've left them a lot of freedom. I think that would be another key that I would tell tell people. 
And I've actually, I want actually multiples of my kids would say, and I don't know if this would be the case, <laughs> but they said, and I've heard them say, they didn't force us to go to church. You know, hmm. which had they not gone, that may have been. <laughs> but <laughs> but you never. But have. but I didn't have to force them. They wanted to go to church. They wanted to be involved. Uh, and it was kind of it's interesting and cool to me that you know that was the case that, yeah, that they didn't really feel neat. like we were forcing them to do things. Uh, we've left them, you know, they may argue a little bit. I mean, I've left them a lot of freedom to make choices. Yeah. You know, we've we've been very careful not to. You know, even when they've had choices we wouldn't necessarily like, you know, I'm we fought very hard not to create that, you know, no. Hmm. I mean, there's times you have to say no. Correct. But there's times that you point it out, but they're going to have to learn on their own. And, I, you know, if I put too hard of no there, I feel that they would try and be rebellious and whatnot. And I don't want that. I don't want them to make a choice to be rebellious to me. You know, I'd rather have them understand what I here's my here's why I say no. Yep. You make this choice. Yeah, you know, and obviously you can only do this once they get old enough to make some of these. This isn't decisions. your one year old. This isn't my one year old, right? <laughs> you know, and, and and I've had some of the girls come back, you know, who are who are older now, and say you were right. You know, you're like yeah, try I, that. <laughs> I tried that. You know, so next time I tell you something, yeah. you know, I may be I may know what I'm talking about. I'm a little bit older than yeah. you, you know, so. Like I said, so being like I said, being unified together, and then uh, being very, very open and honest. I mean, my kids, yeah. you know, they I've been open. I think with them when in struggles, you know, decisions, you know, and I've told them past decisions. You know, this is these are my choices. I had to figure out what to do, uh, and I teach them. Or my my whole thought is, you know, I'm going to go with what God's opened up for me. Yep. And I'm going to trust that what I'm doing is the right thing, and he's going to shut the door if it's not. Um, so I can have confidence that I'm doing the right thing as long as I know I'm not going against his will, and he'll shut the door if it's not. Yeah. Um, so have faith. <laughs> yeah. Man, there's so many. I could talk. We could probably talk another hour <laughs> just diving into some of that. That that was really good. Well, Jeremy, we probably need to wrap up here in a few minutes, but I just I really appreciate you just you know, sitting down, letting me kind of ask some questions and just kind of just broadening the conversation of what Pastor Michael and I have been talking about the last few weeks. You know, like I said, we're, you know, we're young parents, we're wrestling with, I don't know, just, I feel like some of the simple stuff and, you know, it's just kind of cool to hear some of the things that, you know, you have done and you'll make it through. Yeah, we will make it through. (laughs) Um, It kind of seems a long way off, but as you can probably attest, it probably flies by. It's fast. Yeah, it does go fast. Like I said, I haven't figured it all out. I wish I had. Mm-hmm. You know, probably will never have. I threatened Lori to bring her tonight, and I said she'd be the one probably to tell you all this stuff. <laughs> she wouldn't have it. But. Yeah. Well, hey, maybe we'll <laughs> save that for another podcast. You can come join us around this table. And... Challenge out there, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming for you. No, but thanks again for joining us. Um, just talking about you know families and just kind of your tips and things that uh, you've learned and discovered along the way, but we really appreciate it. And we hope you guys have enjoyed uh, just listening in on this conversation with Jeremy Staley, a father of seven girls, four of possibly getting married this year, and it's going to be a busy year for you. It will. It will, but it'll be good. 
But thanks again for tuning in to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. As always, we want to hear from you. Head on over to our website, limabaptisttemple.org. You can fill out a form there and uh, submit comments, stories, whatever you'd like. Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. We hope you were encouraged today, and we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you'd like us to discuss, or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org.